The shiny big sign that goes out the front when you sell or lease your property can become a nightmare when dealing with the wrong company, owner's corporation or even pesky neighbours. Today, we're going to find out what you should know about putting up a board before you put your property on the market. You're listening to Real Estate Right. Top experts talk about how to buy, sell, rent, and invest right. Your host is Sue Langder. Looking for a great copywriter to get buyers or tenants to your door? Look no further as we here at Real Copyright have a great selection of experienced copywriters and property researchers to bring the right people to your door. If you would like to order any copy, call Lisa at Real Copyright on 03 59 or send your orders through to orders at realcopyright.com.au. Angelo Saldatis is the Commercial Operations Manager and has been working at Briner for 10 years. Briner is a leading sign manufacturer in Melbourne, helping real estate agents for over 70 years. Angelo is a mind of information when it comes to signs, from templated real estate signs through to customised bespoke signage. Angelo can help provide advice and guide you through the whole process. Welcome, Angelo. How are you? Yeah, good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, good, thanks. Thanks for coming in today. Now, how did you get into signage? It was a job I took in as a bit of a, um, a gap fill, what, 10 years ago now. So um, I went and, traveled, went and traveled overseas for a bit, thinking I would come back and not be doing this. And then, um, yeah, luckily got asked, asked to come back and work, and 10 years later, I'm still here. So... Yeah, it's worked out pretty well. Yeah, sounds good. Okay, so now getting onto the topic, we're talking about it's just a board, things we just we need to know when putting up a board. What is the importance of a board when it comes to selling a home? Um, well, there's a few things. So probably the most obvious one is the fact that it identifies that the property is actually for sale Yeah. Um, to people in the area as well as people coming open for inspections and um, and the auction itself um, to show that that is the property for sale. Yes. Um, it allows... It allows people within the area who wouldn't, uh, who aren't looking for a home or don't particularly look at realestate.com all the time to know that there's properties for sale in the area. Um, gives them an idea um, that what properties in the area are selling for, um, so they can keep an eye on it. Um, I know myself if I, if I walk around the streets and I see a property that's bought on the front of it, um, I'll go home and check what the property is being listed for and when the auction is, just so I can get there. Um, so there's that as well. Look, as much as it is for the property as well, it's so the agent can advertise themselves. Um, you see, you see lots of boards up of the one agent in the area. Um, if you go to sell your house, that that brand is going to stick in your mind, and mm. more than likely, that's who you're going to use. Yeah, um, it's also it's like sort of like you're scared to sell. Sell like you're not quite sure. You haven't really fully committed. So. Mm-hmm. Putting the board up is telling the neighbours, it's telling, you know, the whole street, whatever it is, um, that you mean business and you're going to sell this property. You're not half on the fence, half not. 100%. And and for prospective buyers as well, um, if it is off market, there's no board there, 
you're spot on whether whether the seller is actually serious about selling. Um, if there's a yeah. board at the front and you're having opens and all that sort of thing, you know that the seller is is serious and you know that the property is actually actually going to be sold. Yeah, definitely. Unless there's certain situations like divorces or yeah. um, family inheritance where they like we just have to go through the process yep. of yep. you know doing the marketing yep. and and try and see what the highest price will be and then one of the parties decide to buy it off the other parties kind of thing. Yeah. Anyway, is what it is. Now, what's the difference between a stock board and a photo board? Sort of as, as the name would suggest a little bit. So the stock boards are normally sort of printed in advance and stored. Um, they don't have specific details about the property on them. It's either for sale or for lease. Yeah. No pictures of the property, um, no description about, about the house itself. Um and it's basically got the real estate agent's contact details um, and the words for sale for lease on them, um, fairly plain. Um, a, a photo board um, has far more detail. So you've got property, property images, property description. Um, there's details um, about the real estate agent as well. Um, you can sort of go up a little bit in terms of um, size and, and illumination and there's a fair few more variants when it comes to a to a photo board than a stock board. Um, I would yeah. say the majority of the prop go for sale would have a photo board as opposed to a stock board um, just for that flexibility in, in design and size as well. Yeah, sounds good. Now, what do we need to consider when it comes to, I'm going to give you four different things, placement of the board. That's a big one, isn't it? Um, yeah, that's probably the most important one. Um, as a starting point, you want to put it on the property that's actually for sale, which is yeah. a which is a good start. Good start. <laughs> um, you don't look. You don't. You don't want to block. Um, you don't want to block driveways. Um, sort of visible um, entry and exit points from the property for safety reasons. Yeah. Um, but from design wise, you don't want to put it behind a tree or behind a shrub. Or you want to have it in the most prominent location on the property that's not being impeded by any street trees or street poles or anything like that. Yeah. Um, and get sort of maximum exposure for we putting it. But yeah, look. I think the most important one is is the not blocking access, uh, blocking visibility from a driveway um, for safety yeah. reasons. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because there's nothing worse than a neighbour saying, I can't see out my driveway because your board's blocking it. Oh, exactly right. It's, it's dangerous, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Now, how about lighting for a board? There's a variety of different versions of lighting now, isn't there? Yeah, look, it's changed It's changed a lot. So we, we only do um, solar lights now, so that's, that's something that's changed significantly since I started. Um, when I first started, we were doing obviously powered lights, the lead running across the across the front yard into the nearest window and plugged into the property. Yeah. Um, now it's all solar, so you don't have those leads. Uh, solar technology has changed and improved significantly. Yeah. Um, so we get really good light out of our batteries and out of our solar panels as well. Yeah, nice. Um, they're also not as not as bright and as sort of as silly as that sounds. The the spotlights could be a lot and mm. you would occasionally have um, neighbours not wrapped that there was a, a light shining into their front yeah. yard or front room as they're trying to watch TV, um, whereas these are a lot more subtle. Um, and, look, there's been the advancements as well. You've got, like, low um, illuminated boards, so mm. where the board is hollow and there's LED lights inside and it acts like a miniature light box. Um, yeah. Again, like, because that solar, the light isn't offensively bright, it's it's a subtle subtle glow and just just a point of difference for those properties. Yeah, which is which is what you want. You want to be able to you know see your board stand out. 
Now, um, we had a bit of a chat before recording this. Um, there's also these LED yeah. um, signs which are in the new technology but not quite happening yet, are they? Yeah. No, they've got – look, they've got a – there's a fair bit to go on them, I think, before they're mainstream um, for, for a variety of reasons. One is the weight of them. Um, they're not easy to transport. Yeah. They're not easy to install. Mm. Uh, they're quite quite chunky and quite bulky. Yeah. The other thing is councils don't like them. Yeah. They're, considered a, they're considered a driver distraction and fair enough. Yeah. Um, so we're basically talking about those commercial kind of boards which, um, you know, you might see as billboards on top of buildings which rotate photos or, or different ads all the time. Yeah. And they're talking about making them signage boards for properties. And they have found their way into the market a little bit. Some yes. people are trialling them, I think. They yeah. look more of a trial than being rolled out. Yeah, I think until they get to a point where they're more manageable and, and co- look, LEDs aren't cheap, cost-effective mm. and sort of tick off from council, um, I, I think we're a little while off seeing them rolled out in mass yes. um the, the driver distraction is a big one um yes. the moving the moving path the ones that you see on the freeway and on um sort of big like big overhead pass and that sort of stuff they're a little bit different you know that's a sign yeah. you you know pass, that thing is going to change yeah. um i think when you drive past a real estate board you're not expecting it to flash and you're not expecting it to yeah. to change into from an image to picture of the real estate agent or whatever whatever the next image is going to be yeah. um so yeah, I, I think eventually they might be, they might become part of it. Um, but at the moment, I think I still feel a little while off. Yeah. Now, how about owners' corporations? What do we need to consider when it comes to owners' corporations? Yeah. So most owners' corps will have their own set of rules mm. um, in terms of sizes and, and where you can put the board. Um, if it's an owners' corp, there's obviously multiple properties, so you want to make sure that if your property is the one at the back of the block that you're going to want the board at the front. So you've got to get permission from the people at the front mm. where you're going to put the board. When you get into things like apartments. Um, Have the unit sign on. Yeah, make sure you put the right unit sign on it. Yeah. yeah. Start. Um, it, when you get into stuff like apartments, obviously boards are a little bit harder to, to install. So you've got to look at other options, whether that's mm. window vinyls or, or core flutes or um, we've got a few products that sort of a vinyl that stick to brick or stick to um, rendered walls. So we can use those as well. The other thing is for uh, sort of apartments and high rises where owners corps do come into play, there's access. So whether you need machines or permits or to actually do the install, mm-hmm. um, they're, they're obviously not as, as straightforward as a, as a straight residential house or townhouse. Mm. There's, there's ways you can do it, obviously. And, and I think that's where a discussion between the real estate agent and the owner's corp as a starting point to get a, to get an idea of what yeah. they're allowed to do. Yeah. And then getting us involved in terms of the options, in terms of material and, and locations and access. Yeah. There's always a solution. Always. Yes. Always. Yeah. Awesome. Um, and we've already touched on neighbours a little bit, but is there anything else we need to consider when it comes to neighbours? Oh, the look, the lights were a big one. Um, prior to solar, yeah. that, that would happen a fair bit. Um, again, yeah. putting the board not on their property is a good starting point. Um, yeah. but yeah, just in terms of access and visibility, look, I don't, we don't get too many complaints. The, the, the majority of the complaints we had were about lights. Um, yeah. and since we've gone from solar, that's sort of that sort of stopped, which is um, yeah, which is good. Which is great. 
Yeah. Now we've got a listener question here. Peter from Williamstown has just settled his new house and the board is still on the property. He has so much to do with moving house. He's ex- he just expected his board to be gone before he settled. How long after a property has been sold should a board stay on the property? So, again, it depends on the council a little bit. Um, yeah. Most councils will have their own regulations. But as a general rule, it should be 7 to 14 days post-sale. Yes. Um, yeah. So, and that's that's taken care of by the real estate agent, Um like from a vendor's perspective or a buyer's perspective, the real estate agent will order that board down um, and and basically we just come and remove it. Um, but, yeah, 7 to 14 days is a general rule. So if, you know, Peter wanted to contact, you know, found your details on the board somewhere, he'd be able to find it yep. and get it removed? Yeah, so if it got to the point where the board was still on his property when he settled, yeah, all the, all the boards have got our contact details on the back we had them there in sort of in case of emergency, um, in case something goes wrong, to be honest. Yeah. But yeah, absolutely, be able to contact us. Yeah, yeah, sounds good. We will have a short break and come back with more from Angelo Soldatus, where we will talk about other costs associated with putting up a board. You're listening to Real Estate Right, and we are talking to signage expert Angelo Soldatus from Brana Signs about what thought needs to go into putting up a board when you're either selling or leasing a home. So now what happens if the board damages my fence or worse, the owner's corp fence? Um, at the yeah, look, it, it, again, it's, it's very rare. So we, we won't actually fix into a fence. We, we try to avoid the board even touching it. Um, we've got, we saw some brackets and stuff that actually overhang the fence and sort of just sit there and all the weight goes onto the ground. Yeah. If look, if, if it does happen and I think mm. look, we, we install between 20 and 25,000 boards a year and might have a handful, um, we'll, we'll come and fix it. Normally it's a bit of render to be touched up or a bit of paint or something like that. Um, it's, it's never structural or anything like that. It's just some cosmetic stuff so that we can, we can come and fix. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Now, are there extra costs if we need a board to be placed up high, for instance, on a balcony or the side of an apartment block? Yeah, so, so there are. Um, and that the costs or the extra costs really depend on what and where. Um, there are restrictions in terms of putting the board up high in terms of sizes. Um, you can only go, um, yeah. I think it's, I've got it written down here, actually. I think it's three square metres or something like that. You can only have above three metres off the ground or 1.8 metres off the ground. Um yeah but as a temporary sign rather than something that's permanent yeah and it's got to be it's got to be lightweight and um you can't fix into the building and that sort of thing um you get into a whole area with building permits and that sort of stuff which you don't want to get off with in terms of again like i keep coming back to it a little bit it it is council dependent most councils are different there are extra costs for putting a a real estate board higher um but again, those costs are dependent on whether or not you need access equipment, uh, whether you need a footpath permit, um, traffic management. If there are tram lines involved or power lines involved, and you've got to get you've got to get a whole heap of shutdowns and that sort of stuff. It can become yeah. pretty tricky. You've got to yeah. you've got to down trams and power and stuff. Yeah. So would Brian be savvy with all the council regulations throughout Melbourne? Yep. So if some agent rang up and said, "Look, I've got a." a fourth story apartment that I want to advertise and put that board on a balcony, you can advise them to say, look, that 
size board won't fit on that because of this council won't allow this to happen, or you just go order the board and go, uh oh. Um, no, no. So I'm actually I'm in the process of one at the moment where we've had to get city power involved to come out and inspect the site. Um, yeah. Went out and had a look. Could tell that the power lines were just a little bit too close to what we're working with. Yeah. Um, city power to come out and inspect it. They, they saw straight away that it was too close, so we're going to have to go through a process to get um, the power isolated and give us permission to actually get up there and work. Oh, wow, that's exciting. Yeah, yeah, it's not <laughs> ideal. So, um, but but we would much rather go down that, that path than sort of oh, put yeah. any of our installers or any of the public at risk. Yeah. So we'll, we'll make sure we do it right and, and safely. Wouldn't that be another place to put the board? Yeah, so that's, that's another way that – that's another – option that we're going to go yeah. down with this job i think we'll, we'll look at whether we'll look at whether that is still yeah. the way we want to go or if there are other alternatives that's that's a discussion we'll have with the real estate agent definitely yeah sounds good what happens if the wind blows over the board during the campaign or if a lovely little graffiti artist decides to you know leave their mark on the board during the campaign yeah so we always have a go at cleaning the graffiti yeah. um Always it sounds a bit funny, but it really depends on what they use. Yeah. Some paint and some spray paint will just wipe straight off. Yeah. Others sort of actually bites into the into the existing ink or the material and yeah. really really damages it. and You can't get it off. Yeah. And in, look, in terms of falling over again, when it's super windy and stuff, you get the odd call. Mm. Thankfully, we don't get too many. Um, our installers are pretty good. And it was a bit windy yesterday, and I didn't get informed of any boards falling over, which is nice. Yeah, so, nice. So. Yeah, I, I, we'll, we'll go and stand the board up. I think our boards are, we've got a 30-day guarantee on install um, for our boards. Um, so for full stand within those 30 days, we'll go and stand it back up. Yeah. Obviously, no charge. What's well, a bit of peace of mind for the, the owners, isn't it, that, you know, you've got that guarantee? Yeah, and 100%. And quali- quality of install, these boards, are, a lot of the boards aren't small. Like no. I think the smallest board will do is in, in old terms of four by, four by six, so yeah. 1.2 by 1.8 meters yeah. they're not small boards you want to make them sort properly and and safely and and they're not going to pose a, a risk to the public or your family or yeah. whoever's walking past yeah yeah you know the reality is most people are shorter than the actual board aren't they well i definitely am um really? and <laughs> most people would be as well yeah. <laughs> um now who pays for the insurance on the board uh, so Bryna has public liability insurance, yeah. um, so we're we're covered. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we we cover the insurance component of the board. Yeah. yeah, sounds good. Thanks so much, Angela, for coming into the real estate right platform today. Um, now, do you have any special offers for real estate right listeners? Thanks for having me. But we're going to offer any any real estate agent who's who's listening to the podcast and and would like to get their logo as three D on board. So sort of um three-dimensional logo on their boards we'll do a, we'll do a free upgrade for a month from the time this podcast is is aired yeah so if you'd like your logo to be 3d let your account manager know if you're an existing client of Bryna. yeah um or if you're not an existing client and you'd like to take us up on the offer um you can call through to the main line or um there's a contact on the website so let's make it the whole month of june that run is off in that site yeah, yeah. Sounds good. So thanks so much again, Angelo. It's been a pleasure having you on. Nah, thanks for having me. And we'll have all your details in our show notes as well so that people can contact you directly to get that offer. Next week we have our expert 
accountant Nello Trafficanti from Belmont's on to talk to us about the equity in your home to build your investment portfolio, so don't miss it. Real Estate Right is a real copyright production, hosted and produced by me, Sue Langada. I would like to thank Podbean for hosting our podcast, Premium Beat for our theme music, and Francis Morello for his voiceover. Real Copyright is a leading real estate copywriting service throughout Melbourne. If you would like your property copywritten by Real Copyright, please book your copy through orders at realcopyright.com.au. If you would like us to help create more valuable real estate information for the people of Melbourne in this podcast, contact sue at realestateright.com.au. Thanks for listening to Real Estate Right.